Hello and welcome to Catholic Answers Live. I am Cy Kellett, your host, and man, do we have a good show for you today. Scott Weeman uh, is back, and we always have a great time with Scott. Those are always wonderful shows. Uh, Scott, uh, the founder of Catholic in Recovery, and uh, going to talk about healing and recovery from addiction, uh, as we do. And the one around Christmas time is always an important one, and one where we get lots of great calls, and maybe there's some someone that you are concerned about, or maybe yourself, you'd like to talk about the Catholic approach to addiction and recovery, we will do that uh, the second hour. This hour, we're going to talk about the Catholic faith and leadership, producing Catholic leaders. And our guest is Father Nathan Cromley. He's a Catholic priest of the Brothers of St. John. Uh, who currently ministers in Denver, Colorado. Uh, Father, welcome. Yeah, thank you. Glad to be here. Uh, let me tell people a little bit more about you. He's the president and founder of the St. John Institute, which kind of has three interrelated parts. First, Eagle Eye Ministries. Uh, they do outreach and formation with young adults through retreats and excursions, inspiring them to lead. And then there's the St. John Leadership Institute that equips adults to lead through in-person courses, online classes, webinars, and that kind of thing. And finally, the St. John Leadership Network that engages business and family leaders to dare great things for Christ by integrating Catholic leadership into the family, culture, and professional world through formation, fellowship, and prayer. That is a, a, a <laughs> mouth. How'd you get so connected to the idea of leadership and the Catholic faith as good preparation for leaders? Well, you know, as a priest, it's the it's what we're always doing. We're always trying to get people to engage their faith where they're at. And so I thought, well, what exactly is engagement of your faith? What's missing? Why do so many people hear the gospel and yet not apply it? Or especially it's when you're a preacher and you find that your audience is always the same, namely middle-aged females who have oh. the freedom to come, right? Yeah. And you say, well, why can't I get my 35-year-old males there? Or what about, what about all of the dads in the world? Why do dads not come to church? And I was grappling with that because it's everywhere I go, the same, the same question. How do we get our men to step up and step forward? And I said, well, it's not just men, it's women too. It's, as a matter of fact, how do we get our Catholic faith to engage our culture? Here we have the Catholic Church with all kinds of universities, high schools, hospitals, and yet the message hasn't for some or other become uh, persuasive for our culture because our culture is turning away from God. Half of Catholics evidently just voted in, in, in favor of pro-abortion politicians. We say, wait a second, guys, this has got to stop because we have to learn how to engage the, the depths of our faith towards the goal that we have. And I said, well, that engagement, that's called leadership. When you take your resources and you put them towards an end that you're trying to achieve, yeah. you need leaders. And that's where I suddenly realized the Catholic Church is the birthplace of leaders. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? Uh, the number is 888-318-7884. Maybe you're a business leader would like some information about how this applies to leading in the business world or a, a leader at, at the school or university level. Or maybe you'd like to help others, including your own children, uh, engage those leadership qualities uh, through the living and the formation of the Catholic faith. 888 788-888-31-TRUTH. You are a, a bit of a legend as far as um, <laughs> retreats go. People t say they just love your retreats. What, what is it that you try to do on the retreats? Well, everybody who loves them loves them. Then the rest of them just don't say anything. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's all about engagement. I think that it, if you think of it this way, every saint leads. And if every Catholic's called to be a saint and every saint leads, then every Catholic's called to lead. 
So I look right. at that call to transform your environment, your marriage, your family by the values of Christ. That, that's our mission as every single Catholic. And I'm like, well, in order to do that, you need to have leadership. So what I do in my retreats is put all of the perennial wisdom of the church and the power of her spirituality behind a real practical call. Just like, have you talked to your 18-year-old lately? Yeah. Uh, have you forgiven your sister? And when you make the faith really practical like that, you start to see that the real gap between transforming the world is in the heart of each person. And that's where they really meet Christ. I want to go from the head to not just the heart in terms of feeling, but the heart in terms of I actually am now stepping out into faith. And I think that that, that bridge happens when you really meet a need that you have to meet, you need your faith in order to 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 achieve. Again, 888-318-7884. We're talking about Catholic leadership this hour with Father Nathan Cromley. 888-318-7884. There is a kind of um, Catholic passivity that you see sometimes. I think we're and and I and I suppose some of that is very very good in that we receive uh, the sacraments, we receive communion, but um, when we're done receiving, there's more to it. <laughs> I, we, I I like that side. You're right. Yeah. We we have we have to think of it that way because but most most of the time we don't. When the Virgin Mary received Jesus, yeah, right, her life became an explosion of right. focused action. <laughs> you could say, well, no, if she was all contemplation, contemplation is an action. Love is an action. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying to, to have, you have to be socially active in all kinds of you know ways to make the difference. I'm saying though, that to engage everything that you are in an act of love, that's required of everything that we, that everything that we do. So the idea of a psychological passivity I don't really think has a, uh, an overwhelming home in the Christian message. That's called rest. Fine, we need to rest. But when we're, when we're living, we should be proclaiming the word. And our whole identity should be engaged behind that proclamation of the word in everything that we do. And uh, Otherwise, I think we make a mockery out of what it means to really receive. The one we're receiving is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be serious about this. Like, yeah. The Holy Spirit doesn't leave. He's fire. If a fire takes hold of wood, it, it per- turns it on fire. Right. And we're like, oh, no, when fire takes hold of me, it just becomes wood. I'm like, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If the fire turns to wood, that is not uh, part of the plan. <laughs> Again, the number 888-31-TRUTH, uh, if you'd like to call and speak with Father Nathan Cromley. But uh, sometimes you see this in a person, and uh, it can be quite surprising and startling when someone really comes alive in the faith that you had not known uh, as the, as being alive in them. I mean, we experience it in ourselves, but but to see it in someone else is very exciting when you go, that person owns it now. That The faith is moving them to do what they're doing. And it, it's very recognizable and it's very powerful when you see it. And it begins with the reception of God's mercy. Yeah. And so I, I've been doing a lot of thinking around ident- identity. And the, every leader has in common the same thing, and that's that their actions flow from who they are. How do you get someone to form a sense of who they are? It begins by them receiving love. When we receive love deeply and personally, we, we discover in the love of the one that we, from whom we're receiving it, the ability to love back. And there yeah. you've got the roots of, of a true understanding of a Catholic identity. And so a real receptivity of Christ is a profound moment that's 
It's totally sacred, and that's where God's mercy comes in. And yet it produces a life that, of thanksgiving and praise in action that flows from it. And all of that has in its, in its center point this understanding of our true identity, our name. And so I, I think that and when someone knows their name, they're going to lead. And that's what I think the Catholic Church generates. Our whole purpose as a church is to generate people who know their name, unique and irrepeatable, and, and who can then take that name and express it. And by proclaiming Christ, they proclaim also Christ through themselves. Yeah. And you have an impact. Uh, again, triple eight thirty one truth the number. Uh, your call is very welcome, for Father uh, Nathan Cromley. But I, I, what does that mean that when you know your name? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you learn yeah. your name as a kid. So, you, what, what exactly are you getting at? The mystery behind the name. That's okay. what I'm getting at, right? So, do you know how much you're loved by God? And of course, none right. of us do. But right. boy, if we could. And whenever yeah. you meet someone who's discovered the love of Jesus for them, right? You meet an individual. And that, and when you meet an individual, you meet someone who's capable of making an impact. Right? Yeah. Look at St. Paul, right? When he just received the mercy, I mean, the guy was persecuted, he was abandoned, he was rejected, and yet he just, he brought the church everywhere he was because he was in such contact with the love of Christ for him, right? So leadership flows from identity, identity flows from mercy, uh, wow, 888-3187-884, uh, the number we're uh, very close to, have to having to take a break, and then we'll come back and take some of your calls, 888-31-TRUTH, the number. Father Nathan Cromley uh, is a priest of the Brothers of St. John, currently lives in Denver, where the, the where he is the founder of the St. John Institute, which has to do with this uh, concept of Christian leadership, of Catholics uh, being leaders in the world because they have fully been... Uh, uh, immersed in the spirit and know their role, know their place, know what they have been called to share. 888-318-7884, the number. Let's take that break. We'll take the break real quick, and we'll be right back with your calls for Father Nathan Cromley. Hang on. Catholic Answers Live will return in a moment. Are you a coffee drinker? If so, you can now enjoy a coffee roasted to perfection by the Carmelite Monks of Wyoming. Delicious Mystic Monk coffee is roasted and prepared by monks in a hidden cloistered monastery and is available in over 25 varieties. All Mystic Monk coffees are works of perfection and labors of love. For more information on how to purchase Mystic Monk coffee, visit mysticmonkcoffee.com. That's mysticmonkcoffee.com. From Rome to your home, EWTN's Vatican Bureau lets you watch all of the important events from Rome, even if you don't have a TV. Using the latest technology, we've made it possible to watch the latest news from the Holy See, all delivered directly to your home. It's easy. Watch live on EWTN YouTube and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. EWTN, the Global Catholic Network. Three one eight seven eight eight four. The number. I'm Cy Kellett, your host. Father Nathan Cromley is our guest, and uh, you are welcome to call with your questions about leadership and the Catholic faith. Eight 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 three one eight seven eight eight four. I wanted to ask you something because I think as a parent, you know, we all uh, our our concern is that they know themselves as the beloved of God. We want them to know that, 
Uh, and the evidence we're looking for that is the choices that they make in their lives. And that there is a way in which I think young people today, many people in their teens, their 20s, whatnot, they have a certain anxiety about making decisions, making choices, that they can do it, that it that they have the 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 ability to make the right choice and to follow through on it all. Do you see this anxiety in young people? Mm-hmm. I think it's part of the fact that our, our American culture today, by and large, uh, uh, rewards uh, us for staying infants. It's not a masculine culture. It's not a fatherly culture that, that pushes us out of, the, out of our comfort zone into autonomy. Mm-hmm. And so our young people are trained to not feel like autonomy is the goal. And so when they're forced into autonomy by God, God loves autonomy. It's amazing. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's right. It is amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. It's just the exact opposite. Look, yeah. look at Moses. I mean, he's in, the, he's in the desert. The guy's 80 years old, tending goats. You know, so God bless Moses. He's tending goats. And I mean, there's, that's a wonderful thing. But God goes to him. He's got a comfortable life. He's got a wife and all that. And God says, now I want you to lead everyone out of Egypt. I mean, what is a harrowing moment. And Moses looks around and says, isn't there anyone else? And God's like, why would there be? It's up to you. Yeah. Right? The Virgin Mary, the isolation of being the only one who's the Virgin Mother of God, the only immaculate conception of the whole world. God doesn't have a problem with that. He loves our individuality, and he, loves, he calls us to go from individuality into autonomy. Our young adults are scared to do that. They are, yeah. And I think we can, we can encourage it. We can encourage that by taking, taking away their fear of making mistakes. Meaning you can fail yourself on your way to success. You can fail your way to success. And if we look at all the you know, great people in the world, they've all failed a million times over. Why are we so afraid of making a mistake? And on the other end of it, when you don't do that and you don't exercise that freedom, you don't know who you are. And the longer we can have a culture of people who don't know who they are, the more the evil can triumph easily and sweep us away. It does, yeah. Because there's no Catholics in the way to say, in the name of God, I say no. In the name of God, I say yes, because I know who I am in the name of God. But we should be, it should be opposite. And that's what I think we, we can encourage and we can move as Catholic parents, raise your kids to be proud of who they are and to not be afraid of making mistakes, to navigate uh, life without fear of their own freedom. Uh, wow. 888-318-7884, the number we're talking about, Catholic leadership, about forming uh, leaders in the Catholic faith uh, with Father Nathan Crumley. Uh, th- I have to say, though, leadership, like leadership studies is everywhere nowadays. I mean, you can find it on your, your TED Talk or your university courses or whatnot. Uh, but there's something distinctive about what you you do and what you talk about and how you talk about this. So what's the distinctive Catholic thing in this leadership idea <laughs> it's that the the what what the world will do and which is which is great it'll take a human being and it'll teach you how to navigate the social systems that exist in order to render the effect that you want to render and that's a great thing they call that leadership so if i want to create a company i'll teach you how to win friends and influence people and wonderful right catholicism doesn't deny that but it goes so much deeper because what it says is that the impact that we really, you really want to render is God's impact in our world. And you do that through human normal things like starting your business or running your family or going shopping or all those things. But there's a deeper goal in your mind. And that can only be rendered when you discover your true identity in Christ. 
So we go from something, you can't imitate a Catholic leadership. You can't put on the exterior of a Catholic leadership and walk around saying you're doing it. Catholic leadership flows from the inside. It flows from an identity that's been, that's been given to you by Christ himself in his grace and renewed in his, by baptism in the sacraments. That When you lead out of that, you transform the, the whole world, not only on a secular way, because you become an incredible secular leader, because you do it with ethics, but you also find a greater determination, <laughs> a greater collaborative uh, energy, etc. But you also take the whole world into a whole new perspective. We're not just here to sell whatchamacallits, in other words, we're here to bring the kingdom of heaven through selling whatchamacallits onto the earth. So I, I know many, many people listening, though, are going, well, how do I do that, Father? Like you're saying, find your identity in Christ. <laughs> and there are many people who will want, how do I do that for myself? I'm searching for that. And then there are many who will say, how do I help uh, the kids or the grandkids to do that? It's all about God's love. And that's what's so amazing about this is you can take all of the things that you've heard a million times from the Catholic Church and they suddenly come alive when you look at them from the perspective of leadership. Do I really know that I'm loved by Christ? Where do I get his love? Baptism, the Eucharist, prayer, God's holy word, uh, confession, all of that now, the more that I come close to Christ, the more I discover who I am. So I put it this way, you will, you will think your religion is as important as you think you are important. If you can do without God and you can do without religion, what you're really telling me is you can do without knowing who you are. And I'll say anyone who can do without knowing who they are is going to have a very shallow impact in this world. So when you have parents and you, how do, how do you do it? You learn to know Jesus as if he was real. And when I know Jesus as if he was real, I receive his love as if it was me. <laughs> See, yeah. I receive myself a born again in his love. And, and life goes on from there. Uh, I, I haven't given out the website, and I want to give out your website so people can connect with your very fine work. Stjohninstitute.org is the place to go if you'd like to learn all about uh, this leadership training for teens, for young adults, for business leaders, for family leaders. Stjohninstitute.org. Uh, okay, so... Uh, I, I'm 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 bought in, Father. Okay. I, I really do appreciate what <laughs> what you had to say about this because it, there is a kind of it can be really frustrating uh, to see our Catholic community just kind of roll out of the way of the world in many ways. That you know the the world's coming with a new idea. Maybe it's immoral, but let's just get yeah. out of the way and let them do what they want to do. You know, let if that's what they want. And there's not a, a spirit of backbone of of saying no. That's really awful. This idea, this is a terrible idea. It's going to hurt people. You know, it's going to damage the human community. It's going to, you know, hurt young people or whatever. And so finding that backbone, it does seem to me to be a vital thing. Um, and you're saying that the, the way to do that is go through, go through the what the church has to offer. Go uh, As except, if it was real. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, it is real. <laughs> right. <laughs> for, for one thing. Yeah. So the... I, I mean, I, I do think there's a lot of people listening, however, who will go, yeah, but now I don't know what to do. I'm not creative like Father is. I don't have... I often feel this way about myself. Like, I hear about these great Catholic entrepreneurs, you know, who start these, I don't know, po wonderful podcasts that hundreds of thousands of people listen to. I, I don't have that kind of 
creativity. You know, <laughs> I work good with other people, but I don't have that kind of creativity. So how do I figure it out, what I'm supposed to be doing? Do you, you see what I'm saying? I love it. Yeah, thank you. That's a great question, and a lot of people share it. Um, I, I, would re, I would put down uh, that we need to remember that Christ has given us our gifts and our circumstances as our mission field. So if I look at the relationships that I do have, and I simply ask myself, am I being authentic in those relationships? Meaning if I'm at a table in a restaurant, do I say grace? Do I make the sign of the cross? You know, oh, does, yeah. does my house have a statue of the Virgin Mary in front of it? Um, do, do I refrain from using vulgar language? That's all leadership right there. Yeah. If, if I did nothing more than refuse to listen to gossip when it came my way, or if I said prayers out loud, I mean, like every, my whole social relationships could change. And maybe that's what Christ is asking for you to do. It, it, I think we don't have to define evangelization in terms of big works. We do have to charge or define evangelization in terms of us bringing Christ into the fields of where he has placed us. And we yeah. do that when we bring ourselves. Uh, that is a wonderful point, because when you think about it, for many people to make the sign of the cross in the situation that they find themselves, at a, wherever they're working or teaching or even in a family situation, is, is a heroic act. I to think, do that. Sometimes people say, Father, what will people think? And I say, maybe they'll think you're Catholic. <laughs> God forbid. Right? <laughs> 888-318-7884 is the number. 888-31-TRUTH. We're talking about Catholic leadership. We're talk talking about forming people uh, to lead in the Catholic faith. I suppose there's a way in which this is all very new because we used to say that you're, this is your job, Father. This, you know what I'm saying? That this is the job of the priests and the sisters. And I talked and, to Jesus about that, right? And, then, <laughs> and he said that was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad he clarified that for you, Father. What did he say? You know, if you think about the role of the priest, every day I'm in, I'm in touch with thousands of people. I mean, I'll give, have mass and I'll give communion out to 200, 300 people where I give you the divinity of Christ. And you think if you really receive communion in that way, or I'm baptizing saints on a weekly basis, marrying saints, when the priest is distributing the sacraments, we have the feeling as priests, we look at that and we say, and what are you doing with it? Yeah. You, you think this, the goal of the church is to distribute the sacraments? No. The goal of the church is to save the world. And the sacraments are the means by which the lay people are sanctified. So in the sense, the priests are the servants of the servants. But the servants of Christ who need to bring the gospel into the world, that's the folks who are listening to this, to this and who are receiving the sacraments at the hands of the priests. Yeah. And the, but then often, uh, you know, and I'm sure, you know, we could all go to confession and confess this. We let it die there. We don't, we don't um, yeah, go, right. oh, I, I received communion this morning. And now that means I have the presence of Christ in me to take to the whole world. And rather than that, um, you know, we get in an argument with somebody on the road who cut us off, or we, we do with those. Well, so I, I, I would propose that anyone who tries to, to change that attitude will find their entire life of faith turns on. Right. Yes. That's a fundamental shift right there. Uh, I'm going to go to the phones, Mike. And that is exactly right, Father. Uh, Mike in Chicago, listening to EWTN on Channel 130, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio. Mike, we're glad you're here. Go ahead with your question for Father Nathan Cromley. Uh, hi, thank you for taking my call, and thank you for all the work you guys do with the church. Thank you, um, Mike. I've gone, to, I've gone to Catholic school since kindergarten all the way through college, and my 
question is is that um, having good leaders in the church is really important. I look to John Paul II as a leader because here I felt he was able to kind of bring the church to- together as one, despite a lot of many different things, people kind of pulling the church in multiple directions, um, especially with the sacraments. I-, I went to Loyola in Chicago for-, for college, and how do we view leaders like Father James Martin, who seem to kind of almost have a, a completely opposite view of marriage and when, when, when people, people say we need leaders, and how do we address this to like a younger crowd? Well, Cy, what do you think? <laughs> I mean, I know, I, I, I know what my uh, immediate thought is, uh, Father, and that is that um, if, if I'm going to conceive of myself as a leader in the way that you've described, I got to not worry too much about those who have chosen another path. I got to f- focus on what I'm called to do, what I'm up, up to as far as leadership in the church. You know, and I think that's a, that's a good angle to take it with because, Mike, there's always going to be uh, people that, that take things in a way that you were disappointed with. Um, we have to deal with the realism of, of the fact that from the beginning of the church, uh, including the first pope, pope you know, Pope St. Peter, uh, there's always been reasons for that we could be disappointed with, with leadership. Coping with that is a path to holiness. And I, I would say to pray for the people that disappoint you. Uh, and also be be full of compassion and generosity of spirit, because one day in your realm of leadership, you might disappoint people as well. Uh, look at that. Came right up to the music. Mike, uh, thank you so much. I appreciate that call. The, the number is 888-318-7884. Uh, certainly we have leadership problems uh, in the church. If you want to call and uh, talk about becoming or helping to form Catholic leaders in the church, we'd love to hear from you. 888 888- 318-7884. You're listening to Catholic Answers Live. The recent decision by the U.S. Supreme Court to overturn Roe versus Wade was a monumental victory for the pro-life movement. But the fight is far from over. With our new booklet, Why We're Pro-Life, we have produced the perfect tool to prepare you to have peaceful and convincing conversations to shed light on the truth about human life from conception to natural death. Catholic Answers is printing millions of copies of this booklet and we plan simply to give them away. You can help us in two ways. First, by generously supporting this project. 25 cents prints one book, $2,500 prints 10,000 and so on. Second, by helping us distribute the booklet through your parish, your school, or the pro-life ministry you work with. Catholic Answers is going to blanket the country with why we're pro-life, but only if you step up and help us. Thank you so much. For more information, visit whyweareprolife.com. Have you enrolled in the Catholic Answers School of Apologetics? Let me ask you a more important question. Do you believe as a Catholic that you have an obligation to share the Catholic faith? In fact, the church has answered this question and the answer is that all confirmed Catholics are obliged to share the faith. It's actually in canon law. Catholic Answers is here to help you fulfill that obligation. Our School of Apologetics courses will equip you to help all the people you come in contact with understand what the church teaches and why. A great place to start is with all the Catholics in your life. Learn the art of apologetics from the best of the best and start sharing the gospel today. Visit schoolofapologetics.com. That's schoolofapologetics.com. 
miss a show, make sure to catch up by downloading the podcast available online at catholic.com. Whom or what are you praying for? Let us know tomorrow on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. On most of these EWTN stations. Now back to more of Catholic Answers Live with Cy Kellett. Welcome back to Catholic Answers Live. I'm Cy Kellett, your host. Our guest this hour is Father Nathan Cromley. We're talking about forming Catholic leaders, forming people to be leaders rooted in the Catholic faith. Next hour, we'll talk about uh, recovering uh, from addiction, healing from addiction from a Catholic perspective, from one of the greats, Scott Weeman. We always love it when Scott is here. Uh, if you'd like to get in on the conversation this hour about leadership, whether it's about your own style of leadership, maybe your own insecurities about uh, leadership, uh, or uh, about helping someone else uh, come to embrace their role as leaders in the world, because that's what Christ called them to be, you're welcome to call 888-318-7884. I am going to go to the phones, but before I do, I got to read you the script. I forgot to read it before. Black Friday and Cyber Monday have come and gone, and you've got all your shopping done, right? If not, we've got you covered over at shop.catholic.com where everything is on sale. Hundreds of items on sale from 10 to 25% off and more, some up to 50% off. So take your worry hat off and let us help. I don't actually know what a worry hat is. It's in the script, so I read it. Visit shop.catholic.com right now and get started with the savings and get rid of that worry hat. Shop.catholic.com. As I said, Father Nathan Cromley is our guest, and I'm going to give out that website again because I know there are people who are thinking, wow, maybe he could uh, come to our school or our parish or to our uh, youth and uh, give his uh, talk or uh, give the retreat or stjohninstitute.com is where you can go, stjohninstitute.com. Father is a Catholic priest of the Brothers of St. John, and we go now to Newcastle, Indiana, where Zach, also listening to EWTN on Channel 130, Sirius XM Satellite Radio. Zach, we're glad you're here. Go ahead with your question for Father. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, I was just listening uh, to the question concerning Father James Martin and how we should uh, deal with leaders uh, who disappoint us. And I think that there's a difference in, like, disappointing. We use the, you guys use the comparison of uh, St. Peter. Um, I think there's a difference in having, like, a moral failure or having a sin that you clearly repent of I think we can see that St. Peter didn't have any intention to hurt or subvert the church. It was just a, a personal weakness he had in a moment. Um, so my question is, when it comes to someone like Father James Martin, how do we, because he's not just having a moral failure like, oh, slipped up. He is actually uh, part of a movement that is making a concerted effort to subvert and change church teaching on things like sexuality, uh, things that are very, very important. So how do we deal with those things? How do we approach those things? Could I just ask you a question, Zach? Why do you think, I mean, uh, you know, we've, we talk about the German bishops, lots of people like to talk about Father Martin, but w why do you think that there's an effort to 
to change church teaching? What is it you think they're trying to accomplish? Um, well, like Father James Martin has said uh, to homosexual uh, couples that he hopes one day that they can kiss in church, and he hopes that um, you know that their unions can be blessed. No, I understand, and, but w- w- why? What is their what is the stated goal of all of this? What's the why? Why this effort? I mean, I don't know what they what they. I mean, they would say inclusion and and all of that, but I mean, it seems to be. Uh, from my perspective, I don't see that as inclusion, and I don't think the church would see that as as an acceptable form of inclusion. So it seems to be the subversion of the family um, and, well, well, and marriage. Well, uh, let me just uh, get to where, where I was going with Zach, and then I'll let Father uh, uh, Cromley address the concern. That, that is that I, I do think if, if we would put the most charitable spin on it, which I think we should— then there there are people who are very worried that the church is not appealing in the modern world. They want it they want it to reach people, and and maybe they go too far in the moral. And certainly, we all make mistakes, and some have made the mistake of certainly going too far in the moral realm. But the it seems to me this is related to what Father Cromley is talking about. In that, the in order to make the church truly appealing, we Catholics have a job to do to go out and make it appealing by sharing the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ, sharing the love of the Father for every single person. So it, it does seem to me that this, it, it's perfectly reasonable to bring this back around to us, because nobody is—there's no leader in the church currently standing in my way of fully taking up my vocation and going out and sharing Christ as I've been called to do. I can't fix everybody. I can't fix everything, but nobody's in my way. So if I allow myself to become, you know, embittered or confused about my role, or if I appoint myself the corrector of other people, I'm not going to do the job Jesus gave me. That's where, I, that's where I come down, Zach. So I, I, I don't think we're unclear about the moral teachings of the church, or not unclear about the spiritual teachings of the church. We can't fix everybody. Am I doing my job? That's what I got to ask myself every day. Am I doing my job, which is to share the faith in a way that people can understand it and know that they are welcome to be the companions of Christ, to be welcomed back into the house of their father? And if I'm doing that job, what do I have to worry about? Uh, Father, did you want to? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can understand the question. I think a lot of Catholics share... Uh, a similar, you know, understanding of, of when you when you're scandalized by by of something. Um, I, I just look at it though, and I'm like, who? Everyone has their role, and if you're a lay person, you know the Catholic faith, you know the Catechism of the Catholic Church, you know the perennial teachings of the Church. So I would say to raise a family. If you if you're really upset about these things, like that's what's in your purview to do. What's in my purview to do as a church as as a priest is to raise up saints to lead. And to do all the things that I'm doing, um, it's whose purview is it to correct uh, things and preserve church teaching? That's the Catholic bishops. So then if you feel like, well, some people say, well, I don't feel like the bishops are doing a good job. Well, you can tell them that. Um, but in the end, that's their role. And, and you can express your opinion. But then I'd say, get busy. If you're really angry, become a saint. 
If you really want to make a difference with things, if you know, in, in a good way for God, full of holy anger for God, for, for the truth, then become a saint. But there is no magic answer because uh, besides supporting one another in their roles in the church, my role is that of a priest, your role is that of a layperson. I assume if you're a deacon, a dad, whatever that is, then you need to assert that and lead where you are. And then we have to leave certain problems in the hands of Christ. Because in the end, that could be a lack of, of humility also for us to try to go outside of our bounds and solve every problem in the world, which is not the problems we're supposed to be solving, which are the ones right in front of us in the little corner of the, field, the Lord's vineyard where he's put us. And the rest of it, it means that it's, it's the bishops of the church. The faith has been entrusted to them. I think we should pray for our bishops and try to help them in the ways that we can. Uh, Zach, uh, thanks very, very much. I appreciate uh, the call. I, I hope that that was uh, helpful or elicited the kind of response you were looking for. I don't know. Uh, the number here is 888-318-7884. But it does seem to me that Zach's question does get us to the heart of what you're doing, which is creating uh, uh, or, or invigorating in the Catholic community this kind of uh, sturdiness so that we don't get thrown off uh, the job that we've been given to. To that, do. That's right. I mean, it's consonant with the, the church's constant teaching, which is that the the lay people are called to become saints. But now if I look at that and I break that down and I say, okay, if you know that, well, then a lot of lay people say, yeah, but not for me, or I don't know how it works. It works like this. You've been given a mission by Christ. It's called your spouse, your family, or your, your relationships, wherever they are. Are you bringing Jesus effectively there? Yeah. And so it, that's your mission field. And that, that journey of the going over the one inch of trying to say, I need to bring grace effectively into these things, that's going to be the journey of your holiness that starts with your heart saying yes to God and then journeying in virtue to make that happen. Uh, again, the number 888-318-7884. Uh, really I do appreciate that message because it, it does seem to me that we... It, uh, it, it, we know what it reminds me of that we all we we since the Second Vatican Council maybe all for the whole history of the Church I don't know we get so easily sidetracked by the things that are going on within the Church that we don't turn out to do the job that the Church is turning us out to do. Yeah, it's like we're watching t the, the the TV of what everyone else is doing. And meanwhile, our own families are in shambles, or our own businesses aren't being run in a way that glorifies God, or our own houses are a mess and a wreck. And I'm like, no, that's not the voice of God to do that. And the more that our media becomes dominant, even in the Catholic media, of looking around to see what everyone else is doing, the easier it is for us to hide from the very fact that we aren't leading. We are not becoming the saints. And, and I think that that's got to change. Father Nathan Cromley is our guest. He uh, ministers in uh, Denver, Colorado, but goes all over the world presenting his retreats, helping Catholics to uncover this uh, leadership quality that's at the root of our Christian faith. If you're a Christian, as Father says, if you have incorporated that Christian message, you are a leader. Uh, it may mean that you're, that's a life of prayer for you. It may mean that, that you become the Pope. But uh, And there's a lot in between those two. But all of us are called to lead in this world that is so desperate for leadership. Your questions, welcome, 888-318-7884. Hang on, we'll be right back with more Catholic Answers Live. Underwriting for Catholic Answers Live is provided by Real Estate for Life. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations. On the web at realestateforlife.org. 
Do you love sharing the gospel and want to learn to be more effective? Join the St. Paul Street Evangelization Online School of Evangelization. You will learn to build bridges of trust and make disciples by befriending strangers, proclaiming the gospel, inviting people to the church, and praying with others. We'll ask for a pledge of financial support, but if you are unable to give, we'll give you a membership at no cost. Find out more and get involved today at streetevangelization.com. That's streetevangelization.com. Beyond Damascus with Dan Demite and Aaron Richards is our show for young adults. Everybody's talking about encounter. Everybody's talking about that mountaintop experience. What we fail to often talk about is what happens after, what happens beyond that Damascus moment. Jesus Christ is calling all of us to be missionary disciples, disciples of Jesus who are on mission to bring the kingdom of God here and now on this earth. Beyond Damascus with Dan Demite and Aaron Richards, Saturday at 8 Eastern on EWTN Radio. Welcome back to Catholic Answers Live. I am uh, Cy Kelly, your host. And one thing I have neglected to do is uh, wish you a blessed Advent today uh, because we are in the season of Advent. And I apologize for having neglected to do that. Father Nathan uh, Cromley is our guest. And uh, he is, well, tell me, what, is, what are the Brothers of St. John? How, how long has that order been around? Who's that? Uh, who, we, who? we were founded in France in 1975. Oh, yeah. All right. And what's the basic? Are you preachers? Is that what you are? Or are you. Yeah, uh, prayer, combination of prayer and then forming the laity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're welcome to call because uh, Father is the founder of the St. John Institute. He does all kinds of retreats, firing people up to take on the task of being leaders wherever the Lord has planted us to be leaders. Uh, and the primary thing we want to lead in is leading people to Christ. And it's a great opportunity we have, but we got to... Uh, sometimes to get out of our passivity and and take on that as our identity. Uh, Tom in Omaha, Nebraska is on the line. And if he's in Omaha, I'm sure he's listening on Spirit Catholic Radio. Tom, we're glad you're here. Go ahead with your question for Father Nathan Cromley. Okay, Father, thanks so much. Uh, my question is this. Isn't part of leadership for the lady uh, a good part of it to insist that those that are ordained to teach, to govern, and sanctify are doing that? I mean, don't we have some obligation to push back when you get people like James Martin and so on? Father? Yeah, I, I think, uh, Tom, I, I, you know, yes, the, the Va- Second Vatican Council teaches that the Catholic lay people have their own place in the mystical body of Christ with their own responsibilities, and that part of that is to assist uh, in the, the leadership of the hierarchy in their duties. Um, and I, I would just like to share with folks in general, without just the, you know responding back to you, though, Tom, that, you know, let me just say from the priest's point of view, we hear a lot of times that, oh, the priests aren't doing their jobs, the priests aren't doing their jobs. And I, I can understand that. But, you know, when we priests get together, you know what we say? We're like, the lay people aren't doing their jobs, you know? <laughs> and so, like, I, I think we've got to all encourage one another. Remember that your priest is a human being. And that if you find that maybe he's being lackluster or he's, you know, not doing things in the way you want, have you connected with him? 
Have you called him on the phone? Have you sat down with him? Have you taken out the breakfast? Have you tried to understand where he's coming from? I think all of us need to support our priests by by receiving them as brothers in the Lord also. And, and if you really want to take your role seriously in terms of leading as a Catholic layperson, which you're absolutely right in supporting this, you, you got to do it all in, which means as a Christian. And a lot of times our media culture allows us to sit back and just throw rocks at everybody because we're mad at them instead of really engaging our faith there in a ways that's, that's, that are, that's effective and uh, Christian and, and full of love. Okay, Tom? Well, it seems like he just kind of danced around the actual question. I mean, shouldn't like these bishops and cardinals and so on, they're an <laughs> enormous scandal in appointing others just like themselves. Well, don't the laity have some uh, leadership responsibilities to put a stop to that stuff? Well, let me just— uh, by turn, shutting off the money or something? Well, let me turn it around on you, Tom. What's the primary job that the laity have? Well, the primary job is to, number one, save your own soul and then help others to save their soul. And if that includes dealing with the teachers and so on who are uh, failing— people, well, I'd say that's part of it. It isn't an either-or, it's both. Yeah, but the, but Father said that. I mean, no. I, to be fair to Father Cromley, he did say, you can call your bishop, you can get closer to your bishop. I mean, I think I know your bishop. I think he rides a motorcycle and wears a motorcycle jacket. So, uh, you know, maybe uh, he's definitely an accessible guy. I think I think that's the bishop in Omaha. I might have the wrong uh, Nebraska city. But I, I, don't, I think Father is saying all of those things. What he's saying is, we need to pick up our game as laity. Where are, are we doing this in our businesses? Is my business being run as a Catholic business uh, that's, that's, that's filled with the values that come from loving Jesus Christ, or is it run in some other way? Uh, is, how's my family doing? How's you know, my, my, my neighborhood? How are my neighbors? That we have uh, that call, uh, and, and I, I, I personally find it bracing to be challenged uh, in that way. I don't find it off-putting at all. Uh, but I will say thanks, uh, Tom, because I want to keep going and get more questions on here with uh, Father Cromley. And I, and I realize I kind of monopolized a few minutes there, Father. Was there anything you wanted to add? Or no, no it's great. Yeah, it's just that it seems to me like <laughs> um, it, it, the the challenge uh, to to you it can it is the very challenge that you're making to us, which is take, do your responsibility. If we all, we want to challenge you to be a great priest. Well, I think it's perfectly reasonable for you to challenge us to be great lay people. Absolutely. I, and, and we have to—I'll challenge you all day long on that because it's easy to look up and say that we who are underneath the priests, we're, we're all not be able to sanctify America because our priests aren't teaching the faith in the way that we want them to teach it. And I'm just like, that's a really lousy excuse. The job of the priest isn't to sanctify America. Your job is to sanctify America. The job of the priest is to, is to get you out there and turn around. And we are looking inward a lot, throwing stones and, and criticizing because you're disappointed and you're hurt. And that could be the case that you could be disappointed or hurt. But like, go out yourself and bring people into the Catholic Church. You need to start evangelizing. You need to be making sure that your kids know Christ and that your wife knows love and that your culture is, 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 is full of God. 
But I mean, we spend our time a lot. I've seen a lot of Catholics doing this, reading and watching blogs and watching video after consuming all kinds of data, thinking that that's sanctification. That's not sanctification. Sanctification is acts of charity. And those acts of charity, I don't see them. You know, uh, I don't see uh, all kinds of Catholics coming up with new ideas to innovate and to change our culture. I see a lot of people pouting and and upset with things. And I, as a priest, want to turn the table around on you a second and say, everybody, if you're really that upset with the priests, fine. Well, you go out and start to raise up holiness everywhere around you. Our job will be a lot easier. Uh, 888-318-7884, the number, 888-31-TRUTH. But you talk, when you talk with young people and you, you're calling them into this leadership, one of the spaces that they live in is this social media space, and it comes with a lot of pressure. I, like the, I think it creates this... Like there, if you say even one time, you know, uh, something against, I don't know, um, doing transgender surgeries on, on minors or something, you know, you, you, you don't say you, you put your head up, you're going to get your head chopped off on social media. How do they respond when you call them to being leaders there? It's all a question of authenticity. Okay. Right. So the option of not being authentically yourself and true to who you are is to lose your identity. And so you have to do it with intelligence. You have to do it with prudence. You have to do it with understanding the the laws of communication with the people with whom I'm communicating. So there's a, a, a huge amount of intelligence that we need to deploy to effectively get the message across. And sometimes the people just don't want to hear that message or hear the message that we have to speak to. But to you can't give up. So the, what, I, what I'll tell the young adults that I work with is to not give up, to find a way to, to be patient, to be listening, to go for it. But it's, easy, it's easier to, to simply do broad condemnations. I don't think the broad condemnations, though, are necessarily the only thing that's going to move the needle. That's only yeah, all that does right, is right. prepare. The thing that moves the needle is love and a connection of the heart with other people. And so that's where we have to be as vibrant Catholic, Catholic apostles. But they're, they're kind of intimidated to even think the wrong thought. You know what I'm saying? So there's a quality of leadership that really is individual in the sense that you say, uh, I'm not intimidated. Or I have Christ and I'm not going to be intimidated by social media pressure or whatever to, to think the approved thought. Oh. But I'm going to think... <laughs> I'm going to think with the mind of Christ. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And for there, I think the beauty of, of Catholicism is so attractive. And we don't do a good enough job of giving that basic message that is so different yeah. from the rest of the world. And I mean, to invite our young people to believe, for example, that they were made irrepeatable, irreplaceable by Christ for eternal life with God in heaven. I mean, and that sins can be forgiven. Yeah. I mean, and that there's no such thing as cancellation in Christ. There's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. I would like to proclaim that message loud, clear, beautifully, and attractively, because when you're in that message, yes. the yep. no's to the different things of our society, which are important to say, but they're not, they're, they're in the framework of something beautiful and attractive. Uh, Doug in Massachusetts listening on the Station of the Cross. Uh, welcome. Uh, we've got a short time left, but go ahead, uh, Doug, with your question for Father. Thanks, Father. I uh, just wanted to ask a more broad question and not, not snipe at you. Um, can, I, can you give me the elements of the Leadership Academy that you're involved with? In other words, uh, I'm a 75 West Point grad. 
what is the form or the content of learning that's been developed there? Do you have a pedagogy, a curriculum at the academy that you're unfolding and delivering to these young people? And then I have a suggestion after your answer. Well, first of all, thank you for your service, sir. I, I, I very much appreciate your honoring our country. Uh, yeah, I appreciate the question. Uh, what we, what I've done at the St. John Institute is developed a way to bring the thought of St. Thomas Aquinas focused on the human act into focus with an alignment with the Catholic Church's teaching on grace. So briefly put, what it means is that by, by seminars or classes that you can take, uh, and, and which we are developing right now in terms of their final format, uh, you, you, are, you take a journey into discovering where you yourself break down. So why am I paralyzed? Why, where is, has fear gripped my heart and my practical circumstances of my life? And then it's exactly at that spot, which we help you to identify, you can take uh, a classes to help you to see how Christ teaches you to overcome that and replace it, not just with your own courage, but with his grace. And by th therefore, your practical challenges in leadership, be it in business, or spousal leadership, or your family, all those practical areas become occasions for you to become holy and sanctified by Christ. Yeah, no, makes makes good sense, Father. It's uh, it, it it's very timely. Uh, I hear what you're saying around you. You've got to open up to Christ. Where uh, we're running a little uh, Sons of Saint Joseph group here in our local parish, Saint Rose of Lima, and we've got a core group of six to eight guys. And what I what I struggle with a lot of times is. You're absolutely right. Uh, God has put us in, in, in a specific place and wants us to act as best as we possibly can. And we're devoting ourselves to a lot of different things. For the youngsters in the parish, though, there's no, um, what am I looking for? Uh, it, in the service, I would call it a, a basic skills manual where you you, you, you've got to read the catechism. You've got to know certain things about the church. There are preparatory things that you do to be a good leader in order to apply those things once you go out into the field and, and mm. perform this service for the Lord. So it was, that, it was that connection that I thought I was missing, I thought I'd mention, and I, I just want to say congratulations on your work, and uh, bravo, well done, and uh, Godspeed to you. Thank you very much, Doug. And I think you, uh, you're, you're voicing that need uh, has hit uh, good ears because that's the type of thing that I want my institute to produce. We're just brand, kind of brand new into the field, though. So give me a couple years, but uh, I'll keep that in mind. A handbook, uh, a vatimecum, so to speak, for forming young people in that thought of leadership. Yeah, right. Because uh, uh, leadership needs a, a direction, but that direction comes from Jesus Christ. And, and uh uh, Father, I, I want to give again the the, um, uh, the website where people can go to learn about what you do, stjohninstitute.org. I hope people will look, check it out. Our guest is Father Nathan Cromley, the founder of St. John Institute, stjohninstitute.org. Father, may we have your blessing and may our listeners have your blessing. Sure. I'll do the blessing in Latin. Dominus vobiscum et cum spiritu tuo. Oremus et benedicat vos omnipotens Deus, Pater et Filius et Spiritus Sanctus. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, uh, Father. Uh, coming up, we're going to talk about healing and recovery from addiction from a Catholic point of view uh, with uh, the founder of Catholic in Recovery, Scott Weeman. Join us for that right after this on Catholic Answers Live. Catholic Answers Live.